0: Is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. On December 16th, 2017, Storymobile was at Mitchell Hamlin School of Law in St. Paul. There, Storymobile helped celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Dispute Resolution Center. Ranked in the top five resolution programs in the U.S., the DRC teaches mediation and creative problem-solving to help deliver justice. Storymobile was there to learn more about St. Paul's Dispute Resolution Center. Can you tell me your name and how you became involved with the DRC? Yes,
1: Larry Erickson, and um, I became involved with the DRC uh, by first doing conciliation court volunteering in other areas, other areas of the state for other mediation centers. And I got a call from Jane White Schneeweiss and she said, how would you like to be on the board here? Uh, And uh, I live in St. Paul in the Battle Creek area. And I said, I would just be delighted to do that. So it was by invitation.
0: When you said you were doing work with other conciliation courts, What type of work were you doing with them?
1: Well, each of the mediation centers in the state uh, have some similar programs and some different programs, but almost all of them uh, have arrangements with the court to provide mediators for conciliation court. Conciliation court is a court of, uh, it's not a court of record. There's not uh, a a stenographer taking notes, that kind of thing. Uh, And you don't have to have lawyers. You can represent yourself. Pro se, they call it, you represent yourself without a lawyer, and it's in, informal. And what the judges do is, before they will hear a case, they say to people gathered in the courtroom, they say, okay, we're gonna, uh, I want you to go outside and meet with a mediator and see if you can work it out. And what's so good about that is that if we can work something out out of court, if you're the plaintiff, you generally have a much better chance of getting paid because the, the defendant will work out a time payment plan with you or something like that, which you can't do if you go to a trial. And if you're the defendant and you were to lose, go in and have trial and lose, you could have a mark on your credit record. So both parties have an incentive to go out, talk to one another, which many of them have never done, talk it out, and with the mediator, helps to make the marriage and say, okay, It's in both of your interests, let's talk. It's hard, but let's talk. So it's very rewarding work because it's good for the defendant and it's good for the plaintiff, yeah.
0: When you say it's rewarding, has it kind of moved over into your personal life, uh, being a mediator? Can you think of an example where it's helped you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, I've done uh, about 230 mediations so far in the last four years. with court in, in conciliation court and with shared parenting and a few community mediations as well and uh, w- whenever I'm driving home I'll call my wife and I'll say uh, I'll, I'll give her uh, some comments about my experience and uh, if it's if I'm mediating a, a dispute between two divorced parents about the scheduling time with their children uh, I will say to her often I think quote, I'll say, I think tonight little Jimmy, Isaac, whatever his name is, is a little better off tonight than he was last night. A little bit. So because we were able to get the parents to stop arguing, to talk about things and to work out something. When we do uh, this other form of, of mediation we do is called shared parenting. And before we start those, we have the parents sitting on opposite sides of the table, usually there's two mediators, and we ask them to bring a picture of their child and put it in the front. And invariably, when they start talking, it's all about them. Oh, it's inconvenient. I can't be driving that far to come and pick my son up. Uh, You know, I need to have you move closer or this or that. It's all about them. And so we have to stop and we say, would you look in the center of the table at the picture? That's who we're here today for. Not this. It's not about you guys. It's about Isaac or, or or Miles or who, whoever it is. So in those cases, especially when children are involved, it's deeply, deeply personal and deeply uh, rewarding for me. But also in civil disputes, it is too, because you know that sometimes if they went to trial, they might get a, a judgment against them, they might not be able to pay, they then will have their house taken away from them or something, you know, so if you can stop that from happening and get something reasonable to happen, it's a very rewarding, so...
0: Besides going through like the dispute resolution training that they offer, did you have any other experience doing this?
1: Well, uh, I have. Um, I began my career. Let me see. In 1969, uh, and I worked in the state of Alabama for the Justice Department in desegregation of schools. So I traveled into the rural areas of Alabama, working with superintendents to make. Uh, For example, a school district would have two sets of buses, one for black kids and one for white kids. We worked with the superintendent to consolidate them and to try to get, you know, so they could be more efficient and also be more racially, uh, have equality and and dignity for all the people. So that was was kind of how I started my career. Um, And then um, over the years, I've always tried to stay involved in service of some kind. Boy Scouts for many, many years with my son. Uh, and now, with the kids all gone uh, uh, and my wife having told me that she read the cards and did my numerology and did my astrocartography and she thought I should be a mediator. I followed her advice and went for training. And every year we're required to keep our status with the Minnesota Supreme Court. We're required to do a certain amount of training. And generally I do about twice what's required. I do about 30 hours a year of, of training and all kinds of things dealing with Helping people through the mediation process, so it's a it's a learning process, and right now I'm I'm continuing to to do that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Okay. Final question: What do you think the best quality is to have as a mediator?
1: Oh. Oh. So I'll have to think about that just a minute here. Um, uh, the success of mediation depends on your ability to stay up and out of the conflict. And to be able to listen carefully and determine the interests of the people, not their positions. So someone says, I want three days a week, I want somebody says two days a week. That's their positions. But what, what is the person saying three days a week? Are they saying that uh, I just miss my child and I need to have more time? Or are there, is their interest their convenience? Or what is it? Once, if you if you if you do understand the interests of the people at the table, then you can ask those questions. You never you never attack anybody, but you ask questions to get them thinking about where they are. And generally, then that softens people, their hearts, and they're willing to to talk. So I think the willingness, the ability to uh, listen in a very uh, astute way to the people as they're talking and understand their interests. Thank you. You're welcome.